It's a brace for the 18-year-old and three points in the back for Chicago. Federico Navarro weaving his way through, and it's in. It falls for Shaqiri. The Swiss international back onto the score sheet, and he doubles the fire lead. All right, football fans, welcome in to a Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup edition version of the Intercontinental Football Show. Twice in a week, twice is nice. It's a happy pod. The Chicago Fire headed to the quarterfinals of the Open Cup. Let me say it one more time. The Fire headed to the quarterfinals. Playing host to the Houston Dynamo. June 6th at SeatGeek Stadium. Chasing after a fifth U.S. Open Cup, trying to become the first Major League Soccer team to do so. 2-0 win over Austin FC on the road. Orlando City, you can never say that after winning all your games in the Open Cup last year at home at Exploria Stadium, not needing to travel outside of Central Florida. But this is not, this is not an episode for hate. This is not an episode for negativity or for pessimism. This is an episode to rejoice, to celebrate. But at the same time, it's too early to care. Still got three wins you need to get in order to claim that fifth. Emmett McConnell, it is too early to care. I'm your host, Tyler Terrence, club ambassador, personality for the fire, and of course, commentator on Apple TV on MLS season pass for Major League Soccer. What a win. What a win. The magic of the Open Cup is very much alive in the Windy City. It is officially dead in Austin, Texas. All right, all right, all right. I'm just going to throw as much shade as humanly possible throughout this podcast. Nobody's safe. Nobody is safe. You know something? I, I want all of us to just soak this in for a second. I really do. I really, really, really do. Think about what has gone on with this club in the past month. Past three months. It has been a struggle. Dropped results, blowing late leads at home, losing games you're not supposed to lose, getting your doors blown off in Nashville. Ezra and the club parting ways. Frankie in charge again. It has been a struggle. How easy would it have been to pack it in against Atlanta and just let that game become unhinged? How easy could it have been to give up on this season, maybe give up on the U.S. Open Cup? Three days after your coach gets fired. I mean, there's something going on here. We talked about... Forget which episode it was, Emmett. It was a few ago. We talked about how there's two different things that can happen. Well, three different things. Three different things that can happen within a cup run with relation to other things that are going on with your group in league play, other competitions, whatever it might be. You can have like a dual personality thing where the cup team and the league team don't exactly look the same. And there's like a different vibe and energy going on between the two. See Orlando City from last year. Trying to think of other teams. Houston Dynamo back in 2018. Similar type of deal. 
Guess who they beat in the final? Say that again. Guess who they beat in the final? Yeah, the Philadelphia Union. No, I'm aware. It happens where you just have two different identities. Sort of like, well, I was going to say me on this podcast and then in the rest of my life, but the psychopathic talking to myself behavior um, that that usually persists uh, outside of the pod. So it's not a good example. Or it can spark new life into your group. Rediscover what it means to win. Rediscover that self-belief. Rediscover that Jordan Shakiri is a baller. The third option is that you just get bounced early and it has nothing, it has no impact on anything that you do. Those are the things that can happen. I think that the fire are in the midst of option number two. Rediscovering themselves. With the help of Frankie Klopas, Mr. U.S. Open Cup himself. I would not be surprised if his handprints are still somewhere all over that trophy, which I know has changed since the last time that he's touched it. But this is the Chicago Fire, man. This is the DNA. Right now, you're living it. You're experiencing it. You haven't seen it in a while. Here it is. Do you see the way that the group was going after the game, even when they were up 1-0? Even when they were up 2-0? This is a different group. Emin, I'm fired up, man. God. I mean, I, I, we can get into the game at some point. I don't even know if I'm going to get there in terms of, like, breaking down the entirety of the 90 minutes. It's, you know, I'm going to sound like Bruce Arena for a second. You could talk about tactics all you want. You talk about formations and the analytics. But you know something, Emmett? Try to put heart and freaking desire and a, and a commitment to win and a commitment to be the first there. Put that on the elemental chart. Put that in your XG pipe and you know what. Because I don't think that there's really anything there wasn't anything glamorous about the way that the fire were set up against Austin. You knew the lineup they were going to come out with. Spencer gets the start and goal. You knew you were missing Carlos again. Go figure out to win a game on the road in a cup tie. Go figure it out. One and done. This is what this country lives on in sports. Jordan Shakiri, let's talk about this man for a second. Now, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was one of the first ones who was in line to be super frustrated with that guy. And I think that he was first in line to be frustrated with how things were going. Injuries, not having games, not having a rhythm. Frankie Klopas said it after the game. It was only a matter of time. You can attribute this rise in form to whatever you want. But the truth of the matter is, is that this, this guy has not played consistent football at, at 100% fitness level in a while. This guy has not played more than 85 minutes for consecutive games. 
since like 2018. It has been a struggle for this man to stay healthy and stay on the field. It happens, especially later on in your career, especially when you put in the types of shifts that he puts in and the way that he goes about his business when he is fit. Now, am I saying that everything that has happened since Jordan Shakiri has come to the Chicago Fire has been recouped because of these past few performances? No, I am not. Because when you pay that kind of money for that type of player who possesses that type of quality, you expect tangible return. I am talking silverware. I am talking 10 goals and 20 assists. But good Lord, this is what happens when he, when he is going to do what he does and when he's able to do it, this is what you paid for. You paid for that level of quality. You paid for him to boss the game. Funny how that works. It was a matter of time. I have been knocking and banging on this drum for over a year now. We are starting, I, I swear, the best Jordan Shakiri that we saw was week one against Miami last year. He was busy. He was active. He was running. The whole thing. That was a long time ago, man. A long time ago. What we've seen from him over the past couple of weeks is really, really close to that. Really close. He is bossing the game. It is his game. Putting that giant Swiss stamp right on it. Emmett probably thinks that I had 17 cups of coffee this morning. The truth of the matter is, is I've only had one. Because this is how passionate I am about what is happening right now in the Windy City. And the fact that you get to come home. You get to come back to Chicagoland and play host to Ben Olsen and the Houston Dynamo for a chance to go to a semifinal. Last time they were there was 2018. I mean, this group had every reason to put their head down. You cannot say enough about the job that Frank Lopas is doing. You cannot say enough about the job that C.J. Brown and Zach Thornton are doing. This is what C.J. Brown was talking about at the town hall. Yes, it was right before Ezra and Junior were sent on their way. But this is what he was talking about. A tip of the cap to the past, knowing what it means to play for the city of Chicago, but realizing that that is the past. That you haven't won a trophy since 2006. And that whatever juju, vibes, energy, whatever you want to call it, that existed then does not exist now. And that we need to adapt. And that Jordan Shakiri has the green light to go. That Miguel Navarro and Arnaud Suke have the green light to go. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. Whether you're down a man at home and down a goal. Or whether you're on the road in the U.S. Open Cup and you're up a goal. The principles remain the same. The concepts remain the same. You miss Gaston Jimenez? Back from his yellow card suspension? 
Of course he did. And people didn't want to believe it. When he took the pay cut and became a TAM player instead of a DP, signed his new contract or whatever it is. It really comes down, for me, I started to see a change in him. It was right around the time that, that, his, that his son was born, really. It does things to, to athletes, to people, the whole thing. I don't have any children. I, I wouldn't know, but I've seen it firsthand. I've talked to people about it. There's a level of calm about, I mean, he was always calm on the ball, right? There's even more so. He's on, the, he's on the other side of 30, and the game is slowing down for him, and he's able to just do his thing and be the connector between the back four and finding Shakiri, breaking a line, and then going. And can I just remind everybody that we still have an open DP spot? I love what Casper's been doing recently in Kai. I do. But Casper is not the, pay, the player that you paid for. He's not banging in 12 or 13 goals this season. I hope he does, but that's just not what he's been doing. And Kai Kamara is 38 years old. You're still figuring out exactly what this team looks like. Jordan is not at his peak form right now. You're doing it without Carlos Taran. Mauricio Pineda is playing a center back. Spencer Ritchie with the face save. I mean, come on. You can't make this up. You cannot. But as a wise man once said, too early to care. Yeah, I'm fired up. I'm excited about it. How could you not be excited about the concept that the Fire are playing in important games over the course of a season? They are one of eight teams remaining in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Teams have been flying out left and right. Birmingham Legion and Columbus, or Birmingham Legion and Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Cup sets. This is not an easy tournament. Particularly when it's coming amidst when we just started midweek fixtures in league play. In fact, it makes it even more difficult. And you still got a point at home against Atlanta when you were down a man. What did I say to you on Tuesday? Monday when this was released. Whatever day it was. I told you that there is momentum and there was, a, there was a positive energy about this group after that game. I wouldn't lie to you guys. Would never do it. I'd lie to Emmett. I wouldn't lie to you guys. This is... For anybody who's been a Twitter warrior, for anybody who's been just crazy negative about this team recently, and you know something? At times, I have found myself in that bucket. Not the Twitter warrior. <laughs> Not that part of it. But being negative about this, about this club. How could you not? I'm only human. And if I'm going to support this club like I am, because this club now means so much to me, you, you guys really just, 
it was impossible for me not to get wrapped up in it, to not get wrapped up in the drop points at home, whatever it might be. But now, what we've all been barking and crying for, going after a trophy, winning important games, and figuring out ways to get it done, taking it to the opposition, it is all happening right before our very eyes, which is why I asked you at the top of this podcast to soak it all in. Because sometimes we fight and we cry and we and we long for what we want so bad, but then right when it's in front of us, we sometimes don't pick our head up. Pick your head up, realize what is happening right now, and realize that SeatGeek Stadium should be packed on 6-6 for this game against Houston. Packed. I'm going to be there as a supporter. Probably a little liquid. Not going to lie to you. Told you I wouldn't. I am going to be a Chicago Fire supporter on Tuesday. I'm going to go to the pub. And I'm going to root for this team. It is as simple as that. And I, am, I cannot be more excited about that concept. You get to watch your team in a tournament potentially book their spot into the final four. Can't say enough good things about what Frankie's doing right now, man. And getting that locker room to buy in quickly. And, and you know, not for nothing, we talked about Frankie and his ability. And I was shading more towards the side of like, he knows what he's doing and he's going to be able to put his imprint on this team from a tactical standpoint and maybe unlock some things that might allow Jordan Shakiri to flourish, that might allow Brian Gutierrez to flourish, so on and so forth. But the one main characteristic that everybody knows Frankie has that sometimes people overlook because it's so obvious and he's in your face about it all the time is that he just knows how to galvanize a group of people. He is a personality. He knows how to manage a locker room. And what you needed when you said goodbye to Ezra and Junior was somebody to rally the troops in short order. And look what's happened. I'm getting close to saying something, Emmett, that I don't want to say just yet. And it's a phrase in, in sports, especially when it comes tournament time, that I like to toss around. I don't like to toss it around flippantly or in a nonchalant manner. I'm going to wait one more game to say it. Some of you might know what I'm talking about. Probably most of you don't. Team of blank. The year. Stop. No. No, that's not it. No. No. Team of blank. You've heard this before. Starts with a D. They're a team of... Don't, don't say it out loud. That was... God. I'll bleep it. Good. I'm not... Emmett bleeped it for a reason. I'm not telling you exactly what it is, but I'm sure most of you know what it is by now. Oh, I cannot wait for 6-6. Six, six. Holy mackerel. And this Houston team is different, man. This is not the Houston Dynamo of the past five years who, by the way, are side-by-side side with the Chicago Fire for longest drought without making the postseason in Major League Soccer right now. 
five years and counting. And now they meet in the quarterfinal in the U.S. Open Cup. We know what Benny Olsen's DNA is. Good old Benny Ball. Is it Benny Ball of D.C.? Yeah. Wouldn't go that far. We all evolve. But they're tough to break down, man. And they just put Minnesota United to the sword. Gave the loons a big old L. Capital loon. It's not going to be an easy game. Especially with the way that they play, it travels. Difficult to break down, could hit you on the counter. Some talented young pieces. Throw in some veterans with a great head coach. This will not be an easy game. Hence why there should be about 17,000 of you at SeatGeek Stadium on Tuesday, June 6th. I'm going to be there in full voice. It's a good thing I don't have a game that weekend. Otherwise, I would definitely lose it. Anyway, just some tremendous performances. But the biggest performance was, was the team and was the ability to fight. Rafa on a set piece. Shaq recognizing that didn't take a second bite of the apple. He's got Casper waiting for him. Substitutions were made at the right time. Emergency defending. This is what it takes, man. This is what it looks like and what it takes. Now, the real cherry on top of the ice cream nachos would be finding your form in the league again. Problem is, if you're traveling to New England, Bruce and his merry band of revolutions, they are a difficult team to play against. And unfortunately, they are coming off of a game in which they got drilled by Philadelphia on the road. And I'm so glad that you guys don't get to see what Emmett and I are doing because Emmett just kissed his non-existent biceps while I was waxing poetic on Philadelphia. So, a trip to Foxborough, a trip to one Patriot place, and a trip to just some horrid turf. See what you got? I would, I, I mean, I, I have a feeling that a lot of people would snap your arm off for a point. It's a good New England team, man. And I do not like the concept of taking on a Bruce Arena side after a 3-0 loss. That is not something that intrigues me. And then you're on the road against Toronto. I'll have the call for that game. Happy days. Or maybe not so happy days if some of you don't like listening to me on the call. But then again, why would you be listening to me on the podcast if that was the case too? I don't know. I've got Emmett. I've got Emmett stirring over there. He's trying to. He's trying to dissect exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm still seeing. I'm still seeing quadruples after the game last night. I was yelping in my apartment in Lincoln Park. Yelping. And that save came off of Spencer Ritchie's face. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Really didn't. All right. Apple TV, MLS season pass, 
You can catch the New England game Saturday, May 27th. We will recap that game at the beginning of next week. Preview the Toronto game. We'll have another pod for you after the Toronto game. You're getting double doses of the Intercontinental Football Show, folks. All I can say is you're welcome. Have a great week. Enjoy the victory. Enjoy the days leading up to the U.S. Open Cup quarterfinal tilt against the Houston Dynamo. Dare I say we back, baby. Vamos fire.